0: Welcome to a very special episode of Songwriter Trists with Paul DeMarco. This is a podcast that shares stories about songwriting, songwriters and the life behind the songs. My name is Ray Lee. I'm a singer-songwriter and the host for this show. Music and songwriting saved my life and I love talking to other songwriters about the power of this art form, talking about their journey and how they got to where they are today. This is a safe space to share stories, lessons and emotions all the great things that build an amazing song. For more information and to support the podcast and the guests, visit songwritertrysts.com. Welcome to A Songwriter Tryst with Paul DeMarco. Thanks for joining me.
1: Hey, Ray. Thank you. Thank you for inviting me. This is cool.
0: And uh, you are my first UK songwriter joining me on A Songwriter Tryst. Where from the UK are you from?
1: Well I live uh, on a small island in North Wales called a uh, small island sorry in North Wales called Anglesey. Um okay. so it's it's right up the sort of northwest uh, part of England.
0: I've never been I do understand is like Wales and Welsh it's part of the UK, but are you not English as well?
1: Or? <laughs> yeah, well, I guess, I guess it's all part of Great Britain. So in Great mm-hmm. Britain, you've got England, Scotland, Wales and, uh, and Ireland. And um, yeah, it's all part of the British Isles. But no, Wales is, is a country all of its own. Um, oh, so, so just like I yeah, Ireland. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Have We have our own language. Well, I say we, they have their own language. <laughs> I, I learned to speak it because my partner's uh, Welsh and the kids are Welsh. Okay. So if I want to know what's being said in the house about me, I better learn, right?
0: <laughs> mm, no, my my ancestry comes from Wales. We I'm mean, a part oh. of the Hughes, the Hughes clan. Okay. Who, um, apparently they had cotton mills and stuff like that. But um, that's about as much as I know. I
2: ah, <laughs> brilliant.
1: Yeah.
0: I yeah it's quite a few generations but yeah no that's cool i i love the uk and um i'm really excited to get back there when things change to however they're going to be to allow yeah. us to travel and it might be a few years but we'll get there so yeah, we'll, yeah definitely we'll prayers okay. and thoughts for everyone over there
1: yeah mm-hmm. good thank you and for you
0: <laughs> so tell me a little bit more about who you are as a songwriter and artist
1: okay so uh, yeah so i'm a i'm a singer songwriter uh, and producer um I originally, I mean, I started writing and, and doing music when I was quite young, I was probably about 12, maybe uh, uh, When I when I first picked up the guitar, I started playing keyboards, but then I picked up the guitar uh, Because there mm-hmm. was one in the house, and uh, well, how it happened was, I, I got into keyboards Because I was a massive Jean-Michel Jarre fan, uh, the French uh, composer and uh, wanted okay. to learn. It. I wanted to learn his stuff. And most kids, when they're young, they have a keyboard. So I, but I, I kind of hit a bit of a brick wall with it. Didn't feel as inspired, even though I love music. Mm-hmm. Um, and I, uh, I got a Bon Jovi uh, book because I wanted to learn the keyboard parts uh, in this okay. uh, on Slippery Wet. Yeah, yeah. Uh, yeah. So and as but as I'm learning it in the book, uh, there are guitar chords above. All the staves And I thought oh, That's cool We got a guitar in the house I picked one up Started learning them And wow Different world You know It totally yeah. Totally catapulted me And um, So I had and the
0: tabs Like the guitar tabs
1: Yeah So Which they, were, so they were boxes They were, they were like Chord yeah. boxes For the guitar um, Yeah Yeah and um, and it it was quite accurate to the original as well, so they weren't easy play. So I was I had this mm. beat up acoustic, and I was learning bar chords like straight away. Yeah. Uh, mm. And on a know, nylon string. <laughs> yes. Well, now, now here's the thing: it was a <laughs> nylon string, but I did the sin of all sins, and I took the nylon strings off and I put steel strings on it. <laughs> <laughs> oh, really? It, did it survive? <laughs> it, it, it did survive. It didn't thank me for right. it. There was a there was like a swell just behind the bridge after a while, um, <laughs> but it meant that the, the neck of it, as it is with mm. classical guitars, it was like stringing up the kitchen table. It was so big and so wide. Mm. But I mm. don't I don't regret it because mm. I feel when I then first got my my decent my first decent guitar, um, it was so easy. And mm. I'd done so much hard work on that beat-up, difficult to play guitar. and yeah. um, I think I helped myself because you know if I can yeah, play I can. the intro to Dead or Alive on that thing, then I can do it, <laughs> I could do it on anything. So um, so yeah. I, so I was I was pleased with that. So so that's how I started. And then fast forward to today, mm. um, I've, this last two to three years particularly, I've been able to. To, to craft things so that my full-time job is now in music I I teach it I mm-hmm. produce it I write it uh, and I do sessions and um, it I, I do it full-time and I you know mm-hmm. they say they say if you love what you do for a job you'll never work a day in your life and I I you know mm-hmm. I'm testament, testament to that.
2: You, smile. you know the latte I want before I utter a word. damn I've always loved just style when My order, your t-shirt falls just off your shoulder And I see that tattoo a different size
0: I get people saying, oh, you never have a break. And I'm like, yeah, but I'm doing what I love and I'm having fun. Yeah. So, like, why would you stop having fun yeah. ever? <laughs> uh,
1: uh, no, you're absolutely right. You're absolutely right. In fact, the only time I kind of take off are our evenings and a couple of days over the weekend mm-hmm. when, when you've got family and you've got kids and, and responsibilities. Yeah. Uh, but also I find it just gives your brain chance to refresh as well, especially when you're writing a lot. Um, mm-hmm. Just having that little bit of time to you know to just put the tv on or just watch the football or just something that just helps your brain switch off and refresh uh, and mm. so you can go back at it uh, the next week what's your football team so i'm an aston villa fan like tom hanks uh, okay, so and weirdly, we're having a really great season at the moment. um we're shut down at the moment because the team has a lot of covid cases uh, so, yeah. they're, so they're self yeah mm. it's 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 tough, you know uh but mm. um, but no, we're for the first time in a long time, we're having a good season, so long may it continue,
0: <laughs> yeah, no, that's good my um my husband. Goes for Sheffield United.
1: Really? Wow, he's Which, having a tough time. Then
0: it's been so depressing. He's just—he was happy. He was happy the last game they won. Yeah, it was first. their first game. Yeah, <laughs> yes. yeah. Sorry, he wouldn't forgive me if I didn't ask you who you went for. I'm sure he'll forgive you. Um, but <laughs> yeah, he can't really—he can't really talk. But we, like, we've got three kids, and we all have Sheffield United shirts. Like, oh, he's wonderful. a diehard fan. Like, he gets up at three a.m. in the morning just to watch it, and then. So, yeah, to do that when your team consistently is losing, it's not very
1: nice. Well, that's, that's, yeah, that's where we've been, you see. And I, I live in a house full of Man United fans, so yeah. that's not a pleasant experience <laughs> when you're struggling. So it's nice to get some games under our belt.
0: Yeah, anyway. <laughs> it's, a, it's, a, it's a podcast about songwriting. <laughs> so <it's> great, <laughs> so, all right. Tell me about when you wrote your first song.
1: Okay, so my, my first song Uh, Was a song called Leaving and it was actually before uh, I was brought up in the Midlands So to put that in context, we're talking perhaps Birmingham around that area uh, Where Ozzy Osbourne's from, if that helps Uh, Mm -hmm. And my parents, I was doing my A-levels And uh, I wanted to stay on doing my A-levels rather, my parents moved away uh, But I wanted to send some of my gear, so I was sitting in a room with all my stuff uh, boxed up around me, and I just started writing down what I was looking at, and then realised I was rhyming things. Yeah. And I was thinking, "Hang on, this is you know this this is a song." So I wrote this song yeah. called "Leaving," and um, I thought that was that was kind of cool. And then from then, I just started writing more, and it it became a way of me. Um, almost like a, a diary without having to take a diary. It became a way of mm-hmm. me just expressing what I'm seeing, what I'm feeling, what's around me, uh, without having to without without having to go to therapy. I guess. Uh, so, <laughs> so that's how it started, So leaving, yeah, that was my first song. Yeah,
0: it's o- it's okay to go to therapy, just so you know. Um, oh I'm yeah, I've no done that really as well. <laughs>
1: yeah, me too.
0: <laughs> I don't think you can be a songwriter without needing um, a bit of therapy, but
1: <laughs> yeah, agreed. Agreed.
0: (laughs) So was there a clear moment that went from, okay, I'm writing songs about stuff in my life and expressing myself therapeutically to, hey, how about I do this as a a living and and share it with people? And, you know, what what made that change for you?
1: Well, the the change for that has actually been... Quite recent um, mm-hmm. I I mean I, I started a band My brother's a drummer so when I was young We were always jamming together so we started a band We were writing our own stuff We were gigging, we were performing it in mm-hmm. front Of people uh, mm-hmm. but I remember When I was in school and when I was young if I was to Say what do you, you want to be when you grow Up I, I want to be a songwriter that's the job I want to do I want to be a musician wow. Back yeah. then um, The answer was okay Right but Surely that's a hobby, you know. What What's your backup plan? What is it you really? What do you want to do to make a living? And that kind of, for a while, that kind of crushed those dreams because I I felt like it wasn't really possible. And then, yeah, exactly, exactly. Mm. Uh, And then about ten years ago, so all that time though, I've I've been writing and I've been gigging and I've been releasing and stuff, but it was always a side hustle. And then about 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 ten years ago, uh, uh, I met a woman. And she Ooh. she changed my my world. You know, I'd, mm. I'd been married before and, and and subsequently divorced, and I've got a, a child from that marriage. But then i I met okay. the right woman, and the um, <laughs> rocket woman. Yeah, absolutely. She, she, well, no, I said the right woman, but yeah, rocket woman's just as, <laughs> just as good. And okay. so Translation. So, so every <laughs> so every year, I would write and produce an album just for her. Uh, just based wow. on our relationship and the things that I was going mm. through, and we spent a lot of years uh, apart because of our circumstances, uh, and mm. so this was my way of reaching out and keeping us connected. And you know, serenading her, yeah. yeah, absolutely. And then, and then one day she and I, I was window cleaning. Then that was my job. Yeah, okay. Okay. And it, was, it, my was, it, it Well, it, it paid the bills. You know, it, yeah. it, it was a tough job in the winter, but it, you know. It kept a roof over mm. my head. Um, I'm sorry, but like in the UK,
0: winter is like all year round.
1: Yes, <laughs> yes, you're right. Yes, you're right. Particularly, particularly <laughs> yeah, where we yeah, are. <laughs> yeah,
0: yeah, yeah. yeah. You, you're so right.
1: And we also get really bad winds here as well on the island. Yeah, but uh, yeah. and that that's tough. Um, but then one day, my, my partner said to me, she said she was listening to the to the songs that I'd written, and she was like, and and I was teaching a little bit on the side, mm. and she said. Why are you not doing music full-time and yeah. and I said, well, because how do you make a full-time living doing music you know and I, I was a bit preconditioned mm-hmm. by those things that were told me when I was younger uh, yeah. and she said, but surely there's a, surely there's a way and mm. I, I, I'm a big believer in, uh, in the power of thinking in in making mm-hmm. things happen and it was interesting that at that point then I started thinking. Properly about what was possible, mm. and things started to pop up. I got, uh, I saw an advert for a job teaching at a rock school, and I was like, cool. "Okay, that's cool. I could, I yeah. could do that." I applied mm. for the job, went to the interview, got the job. Still doing it today. I love it. It's brilliant. Wow. Yeah, we we take cool. kids from the age of seven to seventeen uh, mm. into two groups, juniors and seniors, and we teach them a rock song a week. They learn the song. And then in the second half of the lesson, they come out and they play it together as a band. That oh, sounds like so much fun. It's amazing. Obviously, we're doing yeah. it online at the moment, but we're still trying yeah. to re- recreate that. So we all come back into the Zoom meeting after we've done our separate lessons. And yeah. everybody mutes. And I just perform the song and everybody jams along. So oh, nice. that's yeah, our, on- cool. our online version. So I got that job, uh, which was brilliant because I was back doing the thing that I love and it was putting bread on, on the table. Yeah. Uh, And then another job popped up um, that was uh, going into schools And working with children who were struggling They were on the verge of expulsion from school And Mm. we were doing uh, songwriting and production classes with them Trying to Mm. get, you know, just trying to give them confidence Feelings of self-worth And again, another job that I I absolutely loved Yeah, Uh, amazing and then I started putting my songs online, uh, and I was getting better as a producer by then as well. Yeah. And I started getting people asking me to do demos of their songs,
0: mm-hmm.
1: and so that then became another part of of the job that I do. Yeah. And I I genuinely genuinely, although I've done my ten thousand hours or thereabouts, I genuinely yeah. my my partner Fiona, she she's the reason why I'm doing it now full time. And so yeah. you're asking, was there an aha moment it was meeting her?
0: Amazing. Yeah. I um I have to say that my story is probably exactly the same. Cool. Like, you know, you can't be an actress or a songwriter or something. Like, you can't be artists full time in, in an academic world when you go to your careers counsellor counselor at high school and they say, what do you want to be? And be like, oh, I'm going to be an artist. It's like, yes, okay, but how about yeah. something more practical? Like, yeah. <laughs> and how crushing is that? It's
1: horrible. It's completely. <laughs> Completely because I remember I think I was Um, I was watching A YouTube video, uh, I just Had it on shuffle and, uh, an Ashley McBride live video Came on and she Mm. tells this story At the beginning of the song that when she was In school, she, she was told exactly that She said, I want to be, I want to go to Nashville I want to be a songwriter and, uh Mm. The school advisor Said to her, okay, well that's nice but What's your backup plan? And She Mm. was like, what Why have a backup plan? And, uh, (laughs) <laughs> I, I, took, yeah. I took inspiration from that Because I actually went into a write the following week uh, With two writers, Bill, Bill O'Hanlon And Lucy LeBlanc, who Lucy, you've had on the show um, and, and Bill And Bill, oh, okay yeah. <laughs> so, yeah, so I then went into a writing session with them And I said, look, I've got this idea for a song It's called Backup yeah. Plan And I just basically yeah. said that And I said, you know when, If you have a backup plan, it weakens your desire To do the thing you really want to do
2: Yeah
1: So backup plans are, are bad you know, because yeah. it just makes you think, well, if it doesn't work out, I'll do this. But then there's doubt mm. in your brain and doubt's like the rust on the on the hull of a ship that that, that just sinks it in the end. So um, mm. so no backup plans. You served us all now you're fighting battles
2: on your own You've been gone too long. What you call sins have no definition There's no need for them to be forgiven Don't you drown in deep regrets You gave your soul in my defense
0: talking to someone today actually about um what was it? it's like you can have a wish or you can have a decision and they're two very separate things it's like I wish I had abs yeah or I'm going to have abs and the difference between a wish and a decision is a, a decision is followed directly with action
1: excellent yeah good mm. good so
0: like well, you know decide what you want to do and just do it
1: <laughs> yeah yeah I, I believe I believe in those three steps I believe in whatever the mind can conceive and bring itself to believe you can achieve. So you got to have the dream. You've got to believe that it's possible. And then you'll get there.
0: So much of it, I believe, after my, my own experience, but also talking to other people through this podcast, is that to believe you can does require some form of encouragement from the outside world. Even yes. if it's inspiration from another person who's doing exactly what you want to do or something like what you want to do. Yeah, That's important. But having people like like your partner who's like, yes of course you can like my partner did the same thing he's like yeah of course you can you're amazing and he's like my biggest supporter yeah, um, and right. fi- financial backer
1: <laughs> yeah, yes, yeah. <laughs> that's true too um,
0: but, but you yeah, it's like you can do this and so yeah but and, and it, it i don't know why but i mean we need each other and we need each other to support and encourage each other and um the power of that is is amazing
1: yeah agree so
0: I'm so glad that you met Rocket Woman. <laughs> her new nickname, sorry. What's her name?
1: I like it. Her name's Fiona. I call her Fee, but her name is Fiona. Okay. Um,
0: Rocket Woman, Woman Fiona, we love you. Well yeah. done for doing what you've done because the world wouldn't be the same without, uh, without, without him creating his music.
1: Absolutely. Okay.
0: What's the main hope for people who hear your music? Do you think about something in specific when writing a song? That you want people to pick up on?
1: I don't think that I do Apart from the fact that There has to be hope in everything mm. um, Now that doesn't necessarily me- When you're when you're writing music And you're writing songs for like artist pitches And stuff like that uh, Quite often publishers are saying We want positive up-tempo And we're told that all the time It's got to be positive mm. up-tempo Now the reality is uh, the songs that stick in our hearts aren't often thoroughly positive. You know, they're those big emotional songs that, that last mm. with you for a longer, longer time. Um, and, but at the same time, so there is a place for songs where you're feeling a bit down and things aren't great, like now perhaps for a lot of people. However, Mm -hmm. there has to be, even if it's just the smallest chink of light, there has to be, uh, some degree of hope because otherwise I think the song can miss its mark. Uh, Mm. it's not a way, you know, you want to tell people through a song it's okay if you're not feeling great. Mm. But I do feel our responsibility as songwriters is to turn around and whilst we're putting our arm around people, we have to tell Mm. them it's going to be okay. I think that's mm. a big responsibility. And I, I, I think, I think, majority of the time, they're the songs that stay with us. Uh, 100% mm. positive are great. But I think sometimes we listen to those and go, yeah, well, that's the ideal. But when somebody mm. says, man, it's tough, I know how you feel, but we'll get there. Mm. And I think I lean more to those type of songs now more than ever, I think.
0: Yeah. No, I love that. I love the feeling of having a song, even like releasing a song where it's not necessarily amazing and it is vulnerable to share not positive emotions. Yeah. But at the same time, it's so real and honest to be able to share an emotion that we all experience because we're yeah. all humans. Yeah. And then to be able to relate to someone like that. Like I had a song, it was my first ever song that I released called All I Can Do, and it's not I wouldn't it's not a positive song. It's about someone who's literally doesn't know what else they can do and they're just feeling like they're in the dirt, in pain. Um, yeah. But there is that sense of like, I will get through this. You know, yeah. I'll rise up, I'll fly, I'll be fine. I'm climbing a mountain and it's really hard and there's pain and tears, Yeah, but I'll be okay. And um, it was just something that I was going through emotionally, but a very vague song about pain and hardship and getting through it. And the amount of people who have reached out and responded and related to it because of something that's completely different that they're going through, but it's something that they're struggling with yeah. in that moment. And it's just about sitting with that that struggle and that emotional pain. And it's like, mo- actually, weirdly, because I have three children, I haven't lost a child, hmm. um, but I lost my childhood through trauma. All right. um, and the people that are relating to the song are parents who have lost children. Um, and they're like getting me to, you know, and so, and that, that, that is powerful. Yeah. And yet it's not like, cause I'm happy. Like, it's, <laughs> yeah, you know, you're not going to play that song at a funeral, you know? No.
1: But, but, here, um, but here's yeah. the, here's the thing though, because, uh, and, and actually I think this is the key to it. And I think this is the key for songwriters. Um, mm. I, I heard a really good phrase some time ago and it said that people often forget what you say. Uh, mm. They, they often forget what you do, but they mm. always remember how you make them feel. Yeah. And, and that is absolutely true. You know, we forget words. We, f- we often forget actions over time, but there's mm. something about, uh, somewhere we were, whether it was a holiday or a party or a, uh, or a wedding or, you know, just some place we were some relationship we were in. We might mm. forget the details over the time, but we never forget how we, how we feel, or how we felt in that moment. And I think, again, as songwriters, that's our responsibility, um, is to make people feel something. And as long Mm. as we're all feeling something from music, then there is hope.
0: It reminds us that we're alive and connected.
1: Absolutely. Mm. Whatever that feeling is.
0: Whatever it is. All feelings are essential in my eyes. Yes, every single one of them. We need them. Um, So tell me about your, you know, your new songwriting and musical life. Has it, been a highlighted point, a highlight of a song that got cut, or you know something that you're really proud of that you can share with us.
1: Well, the the thing where things changed is when, uh, is when I joined Songtown, uh, which hey. is uh, yeah, which is which is run by uh, Clay Mills and Marty Dodson and, and a team, you know, and mm. um, they're, they're hit songwriters. They know what it's about, and they're trying to lift everybody up to just get better and and find that yes. my. My songwriting improved massively after joining. In fact, I was gifted Me my too. membership. I yeah, I was gifted mm. my membership. Yeah, I was one of those uh what do they call them? Um uh I think they speak of them as being angels, people who who gift Songtown <laughs> memberships to others. And um
0: oh, that's
1: Yeah, it was brilliant. So that first year of being in Songtown was was a complete gift. And um mm. through that I learned I I met Lucy and Bill and started mm. writing online. And mm-hmm. I hadn't really done any of that. Uh, so that changed things massively. Uh, and then th- this past year, uh, I you know, it's not a surprise to everybody that it's been a tough year for musicians. Mm. Uh, in the UK, there's a company called Help Musicians. And okay. um, they are designed to give advice and some financial support as well, which I've received from help musicians. They're a brilliant, brilliant, cool. um, agency. And, yeah. um, through reaching out to them, I actually got shortlisted for a place on a songwriting retreat with Chris Difford from the UK band squeeze. Um, Amazing. Pe- people might remember call for cats and, you know, <laughs> te- tempted, you know, they were there, they were their big songs. And, um, yeah. And it was brilliant. So I went on this online song retreat with Chris Difford and I thought, "Oh, mm. is this going to be a bunch of videos we're told to watch <laughs> and all this stuff?" No, mm. he was—he was there in the room, talking yep. to us, helping us through things. Uh, to the point where, at the end of the the retreat, I have communication with him now. I was watching Jules Holland's Hootenanny uh, at yep. New Year's, and Chris was on doing Call for Cats, yep. and I felt, I felt, <laughs> I felt. Um, Remarkably proud <laughs> that he was on there. It was a strange feeling. Um, yeah. And on that on that uh, retreat, I wrote a bunch of songs uh, yeah. that I was really pleased with, and more so mm. than that, Chris liked them. Now, for cool. a, when when a pro turns around and says that's a good song, yeah, you you know you're getting somewhere. And oh, um, encouraging. Yeah, and he's putting together mm. an album of songs written by uh musicians that have come through these retreats that he does. And uh, he's asked wow. for two of the songs that I wrote on that course uh, to go on <laughs> the album. Now the album's going to be mixed at Abbey Road. Uh, wow. So I, I've recorded it and I've mixed it myself, but it's going to be finally mixed and mastered at Abbey Road. And I don't know when it's coming out, but to me that's a win. So I'm I think that's oh a bit of gosh. that's a highlight for me.
0: Oh, absolutely. That's super exciting. You have to let me know when that comes out so that I can share it with everyone and check it out myself and I right. know yeah, that's really exciting. Ah, don't you love it when that sort of thing happens and you get that sort of encouragement? I agree when someone who has been doing it for a long time and you think that, you know, they've got a trained ear but also probably hearing average songs all the time. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> for them to say what you're doing is good or any type of encouragement just means so much more, and I don't even. It's like getting a blessing from the Pope versus like <laughs> your mum. <Like>, yeah. <laughs> like,
1: it, it comes um, with added weight, doesn't it?
0: Yeah, oh, just yeah. I had yeah. um Alan Caswell. He's like the the biggest recorded songwriter in um in Australia. He wrote the theme song to Prisoner. Um, Cool, you know, in the sixties or whatever. Anyway, yeah, yeah. I've been um, there. So
1: big hit song, yeah. yeah so prisoner, really. <laughs> where, where prisoner was filmed in Port Miriam, is yeah. about is about an hour and a half away from where I am. And there's a little Italian okay. village where it was filmed. And before yeah. lockdown, we actually for our anniversary, we went and stayed there. You can stay in the village, and, oh, uh, wow. and it was brilliant. So yeah, Patrick McGill yeah. Is prisoner, yeah, yeah. No, that's cool. Yes.
0: Yeah, so- on the Inside, which is the song, which yeah. um, anyway, he wrote. Um, that was what launched his career. But now he does songwriting retreats as well. And he says um, to me, we had like this two-hour podcast, um, that people come into his retreats and they'll talk to him about their song and he will give honest feedback. And that, you know, sometimes people get really upset when they get bad feedback or, you know, not necessarily amazing feedback. And they'll be like, oh, but my my parents love it. And he's like, no, your parents love you. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. And and everything you do, if someone loves you, they're going to encourage you, even if it's not your best. And so that's where going to someone where it's like actually they're looking for good and they want to help you improve. Yeah. yeah getting that sort of feedback is that extra weight, you yeah. know? So yeah, Concluding. no, that's awesome. Concluding. All right. So, what about co-writing? Because you've been doing a bit of that, and Songtown and Lucy. I'm actually have you might have to give me some advice about this because I actually have my first co-write with Lucy and Bill
1: on wow. Monday. Oh, brilliant! Yay.
0: Brilliant! Booked it'll be in like a... few months in
1: advance. Excellent, <laughs> excellent. Well, it'll be an absolute nightmare. They're awful to work with. No, no, that's not true. <laughs> um, uh, Lucy and Bill are are great. Uh, we had mm-hmm. a write last night, um, and yep. uh, we're 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 quickly getting quicker at writing the song i often bring in an idea um, yep. and sometimes it's a verse and a chorus sometimes it's a hook sometimes it's a, mm. a, a music track that i've been working on um, mm. but last night's right we got through we we'd actually finished up in about 35 40 minutes and we had a complete song so we were quite Amazing. we were quite chuffed wow. about that. um co-writing that was- Co-writing is excellent. Now, I've, I've been in bands for most of my musical life uh, and yep. written with other people, but they were usually, it was either my brother and our bass player at the time, uh, but actually writing online, doing uh, Zoom co-writes, which they are now, or, or, or Facebook Messenger, mm. uh, were, were a bit different and a bit new to me. But, mm. oh my goodness, the songs that come out of it are so much better than... Yeah. Yeah, I mean, there are certain songs which you need to write on your own Because they're, yeah. they're personal uh, yeah. But writing with other people in the room Even if it's virtual room uh, the Something happens um, There's some kind of chemistry There's some kind of chemical reaction happens When you get in that room uh, And everybody's bouncing ideas around There are quiet moments when people are thinking and you're looking for a certain thing in a in a in a song that you're writing and sometimes it's hard work and then suddenly it just drops out of the sky into somebody's mm. lap and they go hey what about this line and it's like whoa where yeah. did that come from uh, yeah. so co-writing is is wonderful and all the top artists all the successful songwriters and musicians you ask them for their advice, and I don't know if you've noticed, but they all say co-write. They, they all yeah. say it. Oh
2: my life I've been chasing I've been chasing you goals when all I need is your love It's what I needed the most I'm still chasing
0: your ghost. Uh, uh, except for one I've met. <laughs>
2: Go on. There'll be I'll there's move. always
0: one. Uh, Kevin Welch. He, okay. he wrote "Millionaire" um, by Chris Stapleton, and it was uh, it was like he was the only solo um, songwriter. Like, so he was the only songwriter on that song um, in in the top billboards, and it was charted. It charted for like for ages. But his song was the only one that was written by just one person. Yeah, and he oh. very proud of that. But you know, oh. and like you said, I think everyone has to write by themselves as well sometimes.
1: That's that's amazing, oh, yeah. though, isn't it? Really, that is amazing. You you know you yeah. you you find that your songs dropped in Chris Stapleton's lap, and he's listened to it and gone, "I don't want to change a thing." And you're like, "Oh, really? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> really?" Uh, yeah, so. I mean but
0: he had 30 years, you know, songwriting in Nashville and um he's a Texan who now lives in Australia as well. But yeah, I mean I think he was kind of maybe he's just done so much of it that now he's like actually I think I'm going back more to just wanting to write on my own. But yeah. he he also teaches songwriting and um but it was different because yeah, everyone else does say co-write, and that's actually kind of like this songwriter Trist. You know what Trist means? It's like the intimate. <laughs> connection between two lovers it's kind of like that you know when you get together and you write a song with someone you're kind of having a bit of a song baby because it's going to have parts of both of you and so every single time you co-write with someone different you're going to end up with a different baby
1: (laughs) absolutely Um,
0: yeah
1: Yeah. and a a really cool thing happens as well well it happened it happens for me and i'm pretty sure it happens for others and if you're going to do more Uh, Co-writing particularly with you being an artist as well rather than you know, just a a lyricist or whatever um Mm. When I know i've got a co-write on the cards and it's booked in for the next day or you know that that afternoon um I don't always have something in mind Uh the night before or the the morning but Mm. I almost I guarantee almost every single time something arrives whether it's a chord change a lyric A a melody, and Mm. the weirdest thing, and this is totally, it's total serendipity, the the (laughs) strangest thing is, it is always, should I say always, most of the time, no, I'm going to say it, it's always perfect (laughs) for the songwriting session I have that day. It, it's it cra- it's crazy like a song arrives in whatever form it comes yeah. and I'm listening to my, to to it arrive and I'm thinking yeah. to myself this is perfect for Bill and lucy and we've got yeah. a right we've got a right today how how does that happen <laughs> you know we're just conduits when we're, we're not in control yeah. of this I, I I don't you know I don't think anything of myself I'm just a you know it just comes through a me so, yeah exactly Do wherever you, it comes
0: Sometimes it comes to like, where, where do songs come to you? Like, do you find that you're three o'clock in the morning or in the shower or driving your car?
1: Um, I, I get... mornings are good for me. I'm quite a morning mm-hmm. person. So mm-hmm. I probably get a lot of inspiration in the morning when I wake up. Uh, I've been writing a lot like that recently. Um, sometimes in the evening when I'm relaxing. Sometimes... Mm-hmm. Oh, do you know what? If I'm honest and I feel blessed because I think that's why I'm able to write as many songs as I do. I Mm. don't think I have a set, a time which is best for, for ideas Mm. to come to me. I've just got to be, I I think you you have to exercise that songwriting muscle. You have to be Mm. listening all the time so that when it arrives, you're ready. And so I I think I'm 99.9% ready. Most of the time. Most of the time. And because of that, I'm I'm there when it happens. It's also
0: really inconvenient, though. Have you ever noticed that? Yeah, like I, you know, (laughs) I was in the middle of a yoga session the other day, and I was like, I had to apologize. I'm like, I'm so sorry. I've got to write this down. (laughs) And I'm being so rude,
1: but (laughs) yeah, but but there is there is there is science in that, I'm sure, because there's um, apparently I remember there's this Chinese proverb um, that um, you can you can try really hard to catch a butterfly and keep missing it, or you can mm. stay really still and let it land on mm. your shoulder. Uh, I guess, I guess John Lennon said life's what happens when you're busy making other plans. And I, I think that's the case. <laughs> yeah. if, if you just keep busy and you're not trying to write songs, yeah. then they, they come to you. And, yeah, and I think that's probably, that's probably a bit of a secret, really. I, I'm mm. never trying to write a song. Yeah. Uh, they they arrive and I work on them when, when they arrive. And I'm lucky that they arrive quite often, so.
0: Yeah. Oh, that's really cool. I kind of, I feel like, like you said, you, you start practicing. I feel like that's happened to me. Like, before they would come and I would do it, but it would just be in my bedroom. And it wasn't a conscious thing that I wanted or I hadn't allowed that door to open because of what we talked about earlier. It yeah. wasn't a thing that you do. Um But I agree, like, the more and more I do it and now just the more open I am to, like, everything everyone says, I swear every second thing is, oh, that's a song, you know. (laughs) (laughs) Quick, put put it in my phone. Um, And so, yeah, it's like all of a sudden the more I'm aware of it, it's just sort of, yeah, it's like it's opening up a spiritual channel into the atmosphere.
1: Absolutely. (laughs) That's Um, really cool. And that, that's why we're blessed now with technology, because a, a lot of people are down on technology because it's like, oh, nobody writes with pen and paper anymore and all that stuff. I still do. Um, mm. But also, there are times when I don't have a pen and paper uh, or, or maybe, uh, maybe I'm driving in the car or whatever, uh, and, but I have a phone with me all the time. So I can record a voice memo. I can pull over and do some do some notes on my phone. Mm. Uh, so if you can use technology to to help you, then it's it's an amazing thing. You don't have to try and have a perfect memory and remember it. You know.
0: Yeah, I have so many voice notes that are me oh. singing in the car, and you can hear the indicator clicking yeah. or something. Like yeah, <laughs> yeah,
1: rain <laughs> in the background. Oh, yeah, also. Yeah.
0: <laughs> well, <laughs> probably rains more where you are than does us. <laughs> true, true.
1: Yeah.
2: <laughs>
0: Yeah, and like, honestly, if I went through there, I'd probably, I've probably forgotten half of the notes that are in there, but yeah, just, you know, have a co-write and be like, all right, I want some inspiration. Let's go look at the millions of notes that I have in my phone.
2: Yeah, absolutely. Oh, that's
0: really cool. What's the one piece of advice that you would give to someone going into a co-write, what to bring, what to show up with?
1: I think it it is important to to have something. Um, Mm. Don't assume that it will be used. Because somebody mm. may have something not necessarily better, but it might just be right for that time. But I would say mm. have a title, uh, have a have a hook, um, have a melody, have a chord change if you're if you're a musician, um, or at least have maybe a story, you know, just like a video that plays in your head, a scene. Um, mm. and go into the right thinking, do you know what? if nobody has any ideas, I've got a couple. Okay, uh, yeah, and, and, and just be ready ha- have have whatever have whatever equipment around you which is quite handy uh, because I use the laptop for the call but I've also got my my pc on f- for where mm. I type up my notes and have it on screen uh, because I play instruments I've got everything to hand my guitars are here I've got a keyboard you know yeah P&O, absolutely guitars,
2: so, yeah. yeah
1: so make sure you're in a space which is conducive uh, for, for doing that And mm. give the co-write your full attention mm. uh, It's cool that if for some reason Something's happening in your life And you need to just pop out for five minutes Just to check on something That's fine But when you're writing Just try and focus And um, and uh, and just let it flow Don't be afraid to be mm. quiet for a bit
0: Yeah, I'm probably not great at that one <laughs> Nor me <laughs> I, like I talk too much This is why I'm a podcast host now <laughs> My partner always said I'm really good at talking I'm just working on a way Of making that my full time job (laughs) (laughs) Talking is a gift (laughs) (laughs) It is a gift Yes I'm quite good at it Thank you very much (laughs) Um, Do you have a song That you've released Or has been released That you wrote That you'd say is Doesn't have to be your favourite Because it's kind of like Picking a favourite child But Mm -hmm. something that That you You love It's special for you
1: Um Yeah, there's a few, but if, if I was, if I was picking perhaps a pivotal song, it would probably be a song I I wrote with Bill and Lucy called, uh, designs on you. Uh, the reason being, I think that was probably the, the catalyst, uh, for my improvement in songwriting. Um, and it's got a cool story. Bill uh, Bill came into the co-write, and I, I had a musical idea, and I had a lyric, and mm. I don't think we used any of the lyric in the end because Bill had a story, and he'd yeah. been to the Optician's and he noticed that he was quite struck by the fact that the optician was covered in tattoos. And he was like, what's her, what's her story? You know, he was kind of surprised. Yeah. He didn't expect yeah. an optician to be covered in Not tattoos.
2: Typical, yeah. <laughs> Absolutely.
1: So we, we ended up from that story, we created th- the story of this guy who goes into a coffee shop and he goes there all the time and he always notices this girl. But this one day, he noticed she's got a little tattoo on her shoulder, which is a, a broken heart with angel wings and okay. um, and he wonders, you know, what's the story behind that, and so we we wrote the song, "Designs on You."
0: Ah, oh, I like that. Cool. oh chills after yeah. to it. <laughs> <laughs> All right, what's the best advice that you've ever been given?
1: Best advice I've ever been given. That's a really good question. Uh, I think the the best advice I've ever been given. Was to focus on what you Want, not what you don't Want And that's made a huge difference In life, let alone songwriting All too often we're trying to chase Our dreams, but we're going "Uh, I I, I don't want to be struggling for money Uh, I I don't want to be Fat, I don't want to be unhealthy I don't want to, we list all these things That we don't want to be, and the the Crazy thing is, what that does to the The brain doesn't hear don't, the brain Just hears Uh you know, all those negative things. And so guess what? That's what we get, you know, Mm. because that's what we're focusing on. Yeah. Yeah. So I I think that the secret for me was then making sure that what I focus on were the things that I want. So let's say, for example, uh, uh, I don't want to be overweight. Okay. Change that. You want to be healthier. So Mm. Um, And so with my songwriting It wasn't like, oh, I don't want to be a rubbish songwriter I don't want to be rubbish at melodies It was all about, stop that Think about what you want I want to be good at melodies I want to be good at Mm -hmm. writing lyrics I want to be able to communicate my ideas in a co-write And so thinking positively like that uh, Changes your life I think I want to
0: know how to communicate better with producers (laughs) Okay
1: (laughs) okay (laughs) I'm gonna start telling myself that one (laughs) yeah good tell me why why is that I
0: I've had probably about 12 tracks produced and I'm in the process of releasing them and they're all great like they're amazing producers and definitely releasable Mm. um but it's kind of like having a picture in your mind and not knowing how to draw and so then trying to describe to someone else to draw the picture for you and it's just yeah it's really difficult to to articulate Exactly what to do When you're actually Not the artist Like <laughs> You sure. know yeah. So it's like I don't know Use the blue pen It's like But there's like Fifty shades of blue You know Yeah, <laughs> yeah. But That's I think that that's where And like I don't necessarily want to You know I've got three kids And I am a songwriter Who loves to sing And I love to connect with people so like live yeah. shows and like that is my focus and that's what I want to be able to focus on and so what I want is a producer who can read my mind yes. <laughs> and, well, and you know and connect with what I'm doing okay um, I well yeah.
1: I, I, yeah I get that because I, as a producer I always want to make sure that I'm giving the writer the mm. sound that's in their head not necessarily the sound that's in my head uh, mm. and that, that doesn't necessarily mean one is better than the other or one is right or one is wrong. But at the end of the day, if the writer is, has a vision in their head, then that's what I need to be producing. Uh, mm. what helps me get that from an artist and from a writer is reference tracks. So mm. uh, I want to know. What the style is, and I, and I don't mean a general style. I want a specific mm-hmm. track. If you if you send me a song and say I want this to sound, obviously it's got to be different. But you say I yeah. want this to sound like Thomas Rhett, "Marry Me." That's what I want it to sound like. Yeah, suddenly, like those
0: instruments and things. Yeah, yeah.
1: Suddenly, bang! You're in the space. You know the groove. You know the tone. Uh, you know what instruments are in there. Obviously, your yeah. melody is different and all that stuff. But I don't know if you are doing that with your producers. But
0: I've done a few with that, and honestly, they are the ones that have come back the best. There you go. I, th- I think. And it's yeah. still my chord, it's my lyrics. I, I mean, it's completely my song, but yeah, it's yeah. just the, the the guitar sounds similar, the mixing levels and everything probably is similar. To, and so, it's not like copyright or st- stuff, it's just yeah. the feel of those instruments in that level and tone, like you said, Great. has come through. Um so I mean, yeah, they have been the best that I've had. So yeah, so that and that is really. But then I've also had people saying, "No, you'd never do that." And so I'm like, and I don't understand why not. You know.
1: <laughs> yeah, I, I'm sure, yeah, I'm sure. I'm sure. Well, maybe it depends on the producer because maybe some producers would then recreate that song, which isn't what you're asking for. Um mm. But I, I think as as a producer, I always ask for three things. Uh, I want a lyric sheet. I want uh a recording if they've done a a, a a rough Even if they don't even play Just them just singing the words So I know where the meter is uh, mm. And then I want a reference track or two For the song mm. And so yeah. far So far I've managed to hit the the, You know they, they've been happy with what I've done um, but, but you also You have to keep those lines of communication uh, With them I also don't leave them waiting until I've finished I'll do a rough work tape Send it to them I'll do a rough drum track. I'll send it to them. You know, Mm. I will send updates all, all along because you could turn around at the end and go, it's too fast. And I'm like,
2: Oh no,
1: what? You're kidding me. (laughs) Yeah, exactly. So if, if you do do everything rough, don't, don't wait till you've got a final master to send it to an artist because you're just asking for trouble in my opinion.
0: Yeah, I think part of it also that I'm just a female and I don't really know what I want. I'm looking for someone to just give me what I want. (laughs) I don't know what I
1: want, but make sure I get exactly what I want. (laughs) (laughs) That's
0: like the definition of a crazy female, right?
1: (laughs) No no comment. (laughs) (laughs)
0: I told my husband when we met, because he was my third boyfriend, and I'd learnt by this stage, I said, look, I'm completely crazy, you don't want to be with me, and he continued to pursue me, and we got married, had three kids. But now, every single time I have one of my crazy moments, give me what I want, but I don't know what I want moment, um, I tell him, I'm like, I told you I was crazy.
1: (laughs) (laughs) I did warn you.
0: (laughs) Full disclosure, yeah. (laughs) Anyway. Off track, we're off track Do you have any advice to someone who's just starting out as a songwriter?
1: Yes, absolutely If you're just starting out as a songwriter, just write It doesn't matter what it is, write as often as you can, as much as you can Don't worry about whether it's good or not uh, mm. I heard I heard a really interesting... Uh, Comment from, uh, I think it was Benny Blanco, the producer uh, and artist actually, and Mm. he said about Ed Sheeran, uh, Ed Sheeran rather, if he's writing a song and it's rubbish, uh, he feels it's rubbish, I mean it's probably brilliant to us, uh, he will always finish the song, because he figures that if what he's writing isn't very good and then he doesn't finish it, that not very goodness... Will go into the next song that he writes, so he yep. always makes sure. Now that to me was great I because like he he's pretty prolific. You know he's writing all the time, uh, mm. and that's good because it tells me that not everything he writes is is great, which is really good. Mm. So mm. just write all the time. Don't don't put any pressure on yourself. Don't worry about whether it's good or not. Uh, yep. And then and then hook up with other people, other co-writers, and all the bits that maybe weren't so great, they will iron out for you anyway.
0: I love that. It actually lines up with um, the chat I had with Pat Patterson, and he said, "You know, ninety percent of everything you write will be crap, and so the more <laughs> you write, the more your ten percent will get better." Yeah. And so, yeah. so you're you're um, on par with probably one of the best songwriters in the world, or teachers of songwriting, anyway. Oh. as Well,
1: <laughs> <laughs> so that's good to hear.
0: <laughs> really good advice. Um, obviously, well well versed. This is this is my. Favourite question, so this is why I end on it Because it, it's got to do with who you are as And in, who inspires you If you could co-write with anyone In the world, living or dead Who would it be and why?
1: Okay um, I'm going to be cheeky And I'm going to Give you a dead And an alive one Because Never. I would absolutely Love To be in the room with John Lennon I think mm. That would be incredible yeah. uh, And he, he wasn't always particularly You know, he wasn't a country writer He was he was a pop, almost folk, rock and roll writer, really yeah. uh, But there was something about the way he Delivered what he wanted to say That was magical So mm-hmm. I, I'd, I'd love to know what would happen If I was writing in a room with him uh, And the other, I guess, uh, is probably... Uh, somebody you've already mentioned, and that would probably be Chris Stapleton. Uh, two reasons why okay. I think we I think we'd really get on. I don't know why, but I just <laughs> if, if he's listening to this, Chris, I think we'd be mates. Um, I'm pretty sure he does. He listens <laughs> to this absolutely. Yeah. And, and <laughs> also, I, yeah, <laughs> good, good, good. And um, what I find is when I sit down with acoustic guitar, and this was this is before I even um, discovered Chris Stapleton. When I sit yeah. down with acoustic guitar and sing. I, I feel like we're in the same space, but we're different. Mm. And I'd okay. I'd love to know what would what would happen. So one day maybe.
0: You want to have a song, baby, with Chris Davis
1: Yes, I do. <laughs> yes, unashamedly.
0: <laughs> There's nothing wrong with that.
2: Love is love. <laughs> <laughs> <Yeah. laughs> we are fragile, but we are free. We are moving When we are still We are revolving around What spins around us And always will We are standing Until we fall But we pick ourselves back up Cause it's not luck, but only love that saves us all
0: Beautiful. So tell me what um what are you guys what are you doing now? I mean I know that you're in lockdown, aren't you?
1: Yeah. Yeah. um, It's it's getting even a bit stricter for us here. Um I've been I've been very lucky. through through lockdown, I remember saying to, to a number of people, um don't worry about how you Feel through lockdown whatever you're feeling Is okay if you're finding it rubbish Because you're used to seeing your friends and your Family and doing stuff and all of a Sudden you can't and it's getting on your nerves That's okay it's okay to feel like That but Mm. also if You're kind of enjoying It because you're able to find Time to spend with your family Time to do the things you haven't been doing Then that's okay as well Don't feel bad that you're enjoying lockdown Because I found lockdown to be Really productive and yeah. everyone's been saying what a terrible year this past year's been. I've had yeah. some really good stuff happen this year. That, last that, year. Yeah, last year. Sorry. Yeah. <laughs> uh, I know it's new,
0: but yeah. yeah.
1: <laughs> <laughs> I had some great stuff happen last year that probably wouldn't happen, wouldn't have happened without the pandemic. Um so and because of, and because yeah, and because of that, I've ended up with a bunch of songs that I'm really eager to get out into the public. Uh, This year, so uh, actually this Mm. year Um, So Mm. my my aim is to try and release a song a month Mm.
2: uh,
1: Throughout the year, at least a song a month The chances are I might put an odd sneaky extra one out here and there Uh,
2: (laughs) Yeah.
1: And this year, the the stuff I'm going to put out this year Is probably going to be a little bit more country based than I have been doing uh, because that's yeah, the okay. stuff that I've been writing And I've been enjoying playing So so I'm really, yeah. really excited Plus also, Lucy and Bill and myself Have a little songwriting race going on uh, okay. last, last year they did this Tortoise and the Hare race And uh, mm-hmm. Bill was the hare And uh, <laughs> uh, he wrote something like 260 songs And Lucy wrote like 230 something yeah. So they challenged me this year To join the race And see how many we can do and our yeah. aim is to write at least one song a day and mm. we're all on target if not over target so yeah. i'm i'm on about 24 25 songs for the year uh, Gosh, which I'm
0: it's 14th. yeah, so that, which I'm really yeah.
1: <laughs> so it gives me a chance to kick back if I if I need to. Um, yeah,
0: take a few weekends off alright yeah,
1: Absolutely. <laughs> Bill, Bill's on like twenty something as well. Lucy's coming up to the twenties, so we're all kind of on target yep. to do well this year. And it's not a competition. It's not like who can no. do the most. It's just yeah. motivating us and getting us going. Uh, and um, oh, absolutely, it's, it's motivated
0: me. I haven't yeah.
1: spoken to her about it, but I saw Bill's
0: mug. That had the number and you know, yeah, <laughs> he writes how many songs. And um, I'm like, yeah, I could do that. And so yeah. now I've got my book and I've got all the songs I'm working on, all the songs I've written, um, blank pages, all my ideas, and yeah. it's all very organized. I spent a whole day organizing my life. <laughs> Great. Based on based on the motivation that Bill and um and Lucy and other people have inspired me. And yeah, like before I became a songwriter and was, you know, doing Songtown and professionally doing this full time, which was only, like, after I went to Nashville in 2019, I went to the Songtown retreat. Mm. Um, Before that, I really was, it was a hobby, it was an inspiration. When I'm feeling crappy, I would, you know, go and write a song or it would just, you know, that would come to me and I'd just find the time to do it and then get on with my life. Um, But, yeah, I seeing that and it's like, yes, this is what I want to do, so why not do it every day and... Yeah, um, so I'm, I'm kind of hoping that I actually keep better track of my songwriting and I've got all these co-writes going and I'm yeah. also challenging myself to do different genres.
1: Oh, good, yeah. So,
0: yeah, collaborating with like some rappers and cool. do a bit of hip-hop and
1: dance. Yeah.
0: And it sounds so cool. And I'm like, yeah. oh, this is, oh, okay. Like, yeah. It is um, great. And
1: especially when you're an artist as well, because uh people are used to hearing you do a certain thing. And you know, I, I've noticed mm-hmm. that when I've produced something a little bit different, uh, whether it's more pop-based or rap-based or whatever, and then you you mm. you um share that song. People are like, whoa. What happened there? And suddenly you get loads of comments on it. And you're like, where have you guys yeah. been? You've not been commented on my other songs. <laughs> and it's, so it's really good for, as an artist to just, you know, um, Morgan just Wallen has, yeah, Morgan Wallen's proved that. I mean, he's blowing up now. And he had a song mm. with with uh, with Diplo, like a DJ producer, you know. And <laughs> yeah. Yeah, it's, it's great. Music's music. So, um, yeah. so it, yeah. That's
0: what I, I told someone the other day. It's like, when I tell my kids to eat their vegetables, it's like, they're like, no, I don't like it. It's like, but you've never tried it. So like, <laughs> just try it and then tell me you don't like it. And so that's yeah. what I'm kind of trying to do. I'm trying to taste all the different vegetables of music that are available.
2: Excellent. Yeah. <laughs> and
0: work out what I like and what I don't like. Um, but it's just so much fun. And yeah, co-writing It's just, yeah, it's, it's amazing. When's your first... Well, you got a song coming out this month. You said you're gonna release
1: yeah. a song. So, yeah, so I've got a song called "Standing United," which is coming out at the end of the month, uh, last mm-hmm. Friday in this month, and mm-hmm. um, that was written with uh, with a writer from from I- Ohio, actually, um, Kelly L. Niederhelman, and Kelly and I write quite a lot together, and um, you oh. know that's that's a really good creative process. So yeah, that's going to be the first single. It's kind of a it, it's a country rocker um, with a bit of a message. And um, yeah, it's people have heard it so far have have liked it, so I'm hoping it's going to go well.
0: Yeah, country rock. Yeah, love it. That's <laughs> I love it when genres mix. Yeah, that's that's my jam. Thank you so much for your time. I really appreciate it. So thank you.
1: Thank you, Ray. That's brilliant.
0: Thanks for joining our songwriter Trist today. To join the family and keep up to date with future podcasts, you can follow us on Facebook, LinkedIn, Instagram, and Twitter. Please leave a review and subscribe. To support the podcast or contact me or our guests, please go to the website, songwritertrists.com.